Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another segment of Cisco and Falstone Hour on Broadcasting Politics. Tonight we have a guest. He's a U.S. Army Chaplain Colonel David Giamoni. He'll be here. He is one of the authors of The Military Guide to Armageddon, Battle-Tested Strategies to Prepare Your Life and Soul for the End Times. David will be here in a couple of minutes. Uh, I thought the swamp was really horrible, but it's even worse than I thought. First of all, we have William Barr, who has been accused of receiving money from the Dominion Machine Company. You know, who basically now, as we find out, the Chinese Communist Party owns them. I mean, this is constantly changing minute, minute by minute. You've got, you got the, you know, Smartmatic, which basically was 30% of the money came from that brutal dictator in Venezuela called Hugo Chavez. And now, basically, he, he won the, the uh, two elections in Venezuela. Now, the, the current president also used, hey, the favorite voting machine in the world. If you want to cheat, call the Dominion machine. Unbelievable. But this is even, gets even better, okay? We had this individual that drove from Bethpage, Long Island, to Lancaster, to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And I know some people in Harrisburg, and they were telling me that this guy was basically there with tons of fake ballots. Just ready to be, hey, put in there in for the Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Philadelphia County because Philadelphia is part of Philadelphia County, and that's how those votes came in. That basically took what the president was, how he was winning, to how Creepy Joe became the winner, well, a fraudulent winner fraudulent winner of the state of Pennsylvania. Unbelievable. Mark, it's your turn. Okay. I just wanted to remind you, though, that we've been betrayed and double-crossed so much. I'm concerned that we could be betrayed and double-crossed again down the road. But anyway, my rant. First of all, I wanted to thank students for a better future and Doreen Finkel. Yes. You're, one, you're both wonderful. Um I wanted to say, like, uh, if this fraud is allowed and we don't do anything about it one way or the other, let's say they've already said they want to reenter the Paris Accords. Well, wait, the only thing the Paris Accords are is a cashier window to the U.S. Treasury for the rest of the world. It's part of Obama's let's destroy and grind down America and suck all the friggin' blood we can out of her every which way. That's what the Paris Accords are, number one. Number two, Iran. First of all, we have to thank, oh, jackass, you know, I'm talking about Obama, I call him oh, jackass. We have to thank him for the Arabian-Israeli peace accords that have been signed recently. And we're thanking him because he has emboldened and strengthened Iran to the point that the Arabs, although they have no love for the Israelis, and they have a lot of fear of the PLO, um, that that uh, they've signed these accords with them. Now, so not only is Iran in the position where her enemies fear her to the point they're signing peace agreements with Israel, now... They want to strengthen her even more and reinstitute, and I don't call it the Iran. First of all, it can't be a treaty. It wasn't ratified by the Senate. I call it the Iran capitulation, Mm. not the Iran deal. Because do you know, here is a fact that before Iran would even sign this deal, which was all in their favor to begin with, they said, oh, no, we're not signing. You have to take Hezbollah off the terrorist watch list. Hezbollah, right. murderers of women and children indiscriminately. 
And Obama, of course, said, oh, sure, anything else, any, any other way, you can kiss your ass, Iran. Yep. And now they want to strengthen uh, 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 them more. That's all I'll say. All for right, now. you got it. I, all right, we got to bring our guest in, uh, David Giamoni, author of The Military Guide to Armageddon. Hold on right now. We'll, we're going to bring him in. Uh, I'm excited about learning a lot. There's some nuisance background noise. What's that about? If that's a call, I'll cut them off. He'll be. Uh, yeah, that. Do you hear that? He should be what back. Is that? Yeah. Is that someone you? has the. You have? No, that's. Someone has the radio on. Anyway, David. David. David should be coming on very soon. Uh, let me let me go ahead and and, and bring up what you had mentioned, uh, Mark. You had indicated that the issue was with uh, that we can get double double cross that that they they they're going to double cross us. Well, the president has constitutional power. Constitutional power. Uh, first of all, he was he he was really clever and smart to go ahead and. Take, uh, do an executive order, which is 14838 for anyone out there. Please read it because it actually gives you a real good indication of what it is. Okay? Uh, mostly the people that are going to be double crossing us, it won't matter because under the Constitution, the president has the right. To any states that are rebelling or any indication that there's fraud, he can go ahead and stop it. Okay, he can he can implement the Insurrection Act. He can he can set up a, a military tribunal for tra- traitors, treasonists that are out there. Because this is a, this is a cyber warfare attack on the American people on the American Constitution. On, 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 on the U, United States of America. So at this you point, know, it, it's funny duty. to say that. It's because we heard some inside information, and at, we heard it at the end of last week. And I thought it was hold kind on, of crazy. Hold on, hold on. But you mentioned oh, that, and the information was Gitmo is getting ready for an inflow. Well, hold, 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 hold on, David. Welcome yes. to uh, welcome to our great. Uh, Broadcast in politics with Cisco and Falzone. How are you? Hey, good, good. Um, yeah. I also have my co-author Troy Anderson. Is he uh, welcome to come and? Of speak course, of course. Troy, Troy is welcome to come on. It's great to have you. I, I, I already my my board is already almost full. People waiting to uh, ask questions, but let's touch base first with David and and Troy, both authors of the Military Guide to Armageddon. Battle-tested strategies to prepare your life and soul for the end times. Welcome. Hello? Boy, that's a mouthful. Hello? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just introduced you guys. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> okay, we're having some technical difficulties. David? And Troy, are yes. you there? I'm here. Oh, okay, great. So, right now, we wanted to touch base on your book, The Military Guy. When did you basically decide to, to write this book? Because this is a very powerful, powerful title. I mean, a powerful book. You know, very deep. Prepare your life and soul for the end times. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think the, the the truth of the matter, the church in America especially has been um, really not focused on the end times at all, and been focused on many other things, you know, within their purview. But we're trying to get them back to see that we are living in the end times. There are multiple things happening in prophetic in the prophetic world. And we want the church to become armed and ready 
and ready to um, meet all the challenges that we are currently facing and we're about to face. You know what? I have an interesting question I want to go right into for our guests. I read, hello, this is uh, Mark Falzon. I'm the other uh, host. Uh, I just recently read that the lineup of planets on Christmas is going to give the uh, uh, appearance of the reappearance of the star over Bethlehem on Christmas Day. Now, is there anything in the end times about that, the star of David reappearing? Well, you know, the the honest truth is there's a lot of things out there that people are throwing back and forth, but we have to be crystal clear of what the Bible is saying and what the Bible is not saying. Um, The end times are complex enough, so we have to – and this is what why we're on the radio here today with you guys and why we wrote the book. We have to dispel truth from fiction. And so, you know, I can't tell you about the Star of David or the Nephilim or aliens or anything else, but I do know that Israel became a country after 2,000 years in, on May 14, 1948, and it started all the prophetic clock ticking for where we are right now in the world. Got it. Well, since since we have we have uh, the current situations, we have the beginning of the year we had COVID, then the election uh, issues. You are indicating that we are at war right now. Is the United States at war, or the whole world is at war? Well, when we talk about war in our book, we're specifically. Although we talk about physical war through all the chapters, we're specifically talking about spiritual warfare. And really, right now, evil is invading the world in a lot of different avenues, in politics, in education, in confusion and deception, in the Mm -hmm. Middle East. So there are multiple layers of things going on right now in the world that are taking people's focus off the truth, which is, Jesus Christ, and you know, and they're fearful, and they're focused on um, many of the things that, in the end, you know, the, here's where here's what I would tell you: whether the president is Trump or Biden is not going to change my eternal home, or is not going to change, you know, uh, how I feel about the Bible or my fellow man and loving them. So. You know, there's a wealth of confusion and deception out there, and we have to be very careful how we proceed. Okay. Uh, 843-251, do you have a question for our guest? Um, yeah, I guess I do. Um, um, speaking of the Bible, um, am I not mistaken that um, in the 1600s, King Michael... Um, of the Catholic Church changed a lot of the Bible um, as far as Jesus being born on Christmas Eve, um, which by the Hebrew Jewish uh, uh, calendar, that's that's not the case. Um, and, and you're right. We we all have to be very careful on how we. <laughs> We go from here. Um, uh, you know, it, the Torah, um, um, I have always studied the, the, the Holy Bible, the King James Version, went to church. Um, 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 but in the last 10 years, I, I really started studying history and religion. And I found out some things that really disappointed me that I wasn't taught in church. And and uh you know, that hurts um that hurts that hurts Christians when you know when we have you know, uh people um just like the Sabbath day. Now I don't know if you're gonna go agree with me or not. I was raised that Sunday was a Sabbath, but it's not, not by, not by the Torah, not by the Hebrew Jewish root of 
of the Amer- uh, of the Bible and of the uh, and of the, the calendar. It's not. Um. Right. So, what do you think? Would you am I wrong for asking that question? Um. Yeah. Is that, is, is okay. That so. Yeah. David, David or Troy, whoever wants to answer that. Troy, are you on the on the line? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I can hear you guys now. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Troy. It's good. Uh, go ahead and take that question. Well, you know, in, in terms of the Sabbath, yeah, the you know, the, the Jewish people, uh, you know, uh, celebrate the Sabbath on uh, Saturday. I think sort of the, the Seventh Day Adventist. Uh, you know, the the church. You know, most churches meet on Sundays, but you know, many now have services on on Saturdays too. Uh, but you know, the, the important thing, you know, is, is not you know for what day you, you celebrate it, but that uh, or you, you attend church. But you actually do do go to church and and uh, fellowship with other believers. The Bible tells us that you know it's very good to fellowship and and uh, and share our lives with, with other Christians. Okay. All right. Well, Did that answer your question, A four three two five one? No, no, not really. No, it didn't. Um, I, I realized that um, we are supposed to be Christians and love each other, but, you know, I'm seeking the truth. And people want to argue that people want to say the New Testament should be done away with. Well, how can you have uh, the, the Bible without the New Testament um, and predicting the future of 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 the Old Testament. I mean, how can you not? It's, it's, I don't think God. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, his words are the final words. And what man has changed, I believe, to be true. Um, I think uh, that it's it's wrong, and that we've been taught wrong. Um, I may, am I wrong to think that? I mean, guys. Well, let me, uh, let me, this is Colonel Jamal. Let me answer that. Um, I spent uh, many years in education, seminary, divinity school, uh, 30 years in a chaplaincy and as a preacher for 45 years. And there's a great deal of biblical illiteracy in America and really around the world. Um, people do not understand or read their Bible as they should. Um, there is definitely a place in the, for the Old and the New Testament. A lot of the arguments that are coming out really are nonsensical in the terms that, you know, if people understood the Bible and read it and studied it, then I think they have a better, firmer foundation. Uh, like Troy said, let's stick to um, the truth in the Word and let's look at it, uh, because to answer her question would take, um, you know, a long, long time. But, you know, because of our, our time limit on the yeah. show, we wouldn't be able to answer all those questions at this point. Definitely. Okay, uh, 508-797, do you have a question, David and or Troy? Okay. Uh, seven three two five three nine. Do you have a question for David or, or Troy? Is that me? Yes, that's you. Seven three two. Yes. Oh, uh, I don't think I don't know that I have a question because uh, you're talking about the Bible and religion and. Uh, well, well, we're we're talking about you know. Uh, you, we're talking about tell me. basically. A lot of it's not just the Bible. It's also about how to prepare your life and soul for the end times. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, oh, well, all right. basically, we, 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 I, we can, Yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't practice any particular religion, meaning I don't go to church. Uh, I have just stopped going into any kind of church because I've been a Catholic, I've been a Methodist, I've been a Protestant. Uh, and it just doesn't I, – I should say I do my own praying on my own time with, my, with Jesus, and that's just basically it. Um, we talk. Okay. okay? Okay. That's how I, I, I handle it. And well, I don't know any yeah. 
all the other stuff I don't know about. I never heard about it. And to me, I'm just satisfied this way, <laughs> you know? Just definitely, definitely. Well, w- one, of the, one of the things that I wanted to t- touch base with David and Troy was one of the things that you brought up is what does the, a Biden presidency mean? What does it actually mean, David or Troy? Well, let me go back to what the caller just talked about. Um, I was very fascinated to hear, you know, that she doesn't go to church and she's praying to Jesus. And, go, and praying to Jesus is always good. But I think reading our book, The Military Guide to Armageddon, would be a very, very good place to start for her and for a lot of the listeners tonight to get – because we do a lot of scriptural foundations and we do mm-hmm. a lot of uh, biblical quotes and we, you know, take people to where they need to go to do this preparation – now, to answer your question on a Biden presidency, let me start out by saying this. Um, there's a lot of hatred in, in the United States of America, both on the left and on the right, and, and probably for good reason. You know, um, people hate Trump. People hate Biden. The country is split. And uh, I served under Obama presidency for eight years in the military, so I understand how the left thinks, how they work. Um, I'm not in favor of their fiscal policies. I'm not in favor of their abortion policies, and on and on it goes for the left. I don't hate Biden. I don't hate the, the left because the Bible instructs us to love. But we do have to be understanding of, um, you know, of each other in this really, really difficult time. I'm not saying I want Biden to be our president, and I'm not for fraudulent votes, so don't misquote me or don't misunderstand me. But what I'm saying is we really got to get back to our biblical roots. Whether Biden is the president or the Trump is the president, Biden or Trump is not going to save me in the end. Before, when I stand before God in the great white throne judgment, he's not going to ask me who I voted for. He's going to ask me, do I know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior? Did I serve him? Did I do uh, be obedient? And so our book's about that's how we start preparing for the end times. Because whether Biden or Trump is the president is not going to change the course of my eternal destination, and it's not going to stop the course of the end times. Lots of bad things are going to happen in the future. The Antichrist is going to make Biden and the left look like Sunday school teachers. So we got to get prepared now for the reality we are going to face here in the near future. Troy, I'm going to let you uh, continue on if you don't mind. <laughs> okay, great. That was good. Yeah, yeah. So what I'd say is that you know over the last decade I've done a lot of a lot of research into this question: are are we, are we really you know moving into the end times? Are our Bible prophecies actually being fulfilled? You know, I've interviewed uh, probably about 200, uh, you know, major faith leaders, uh, you know, uh, Billy Graham, Tim LaHaye, Hal Lindsey, uh, Greg Laurie, Rabbi Jonathan Cahn, sort of a who's who of major faith leaders. You know, but Billy Graham told me several years ago that signs of the end of the age are converging for the first time since Jesus made his predictions. But that I also interviewed uh, experts in existential risk at, uh, at Oxford and Princeton and MIT and Yale, and, and they believe that we're living in a very dangerous time in history. Oxford puts out uh, an annual report on the greatest threats facing humanity, and they talk about things like, you know, a, a nuclear war, artificial intelligence run amok, uh, extreme climate change, uh, even a global totalitarian government. Everybody and, and so there's, there's agreement on the... I'm, I'm sorry? Oh, okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was on muted them. No, I'll, okay, I'll wait till he finishes, and if you want me to, I'll chime in. I don't know if I understand. Hold on. The, our guests are, are speaking right now, so anyone that is waiting on the line, I'll get to them, to you as soon as they're done. Go ahead, Troy. Oh, okay. So, so the, even these experts on the, you know, on, the, on the left agree that we're in a very dangerous place in history. So, so with the Biden presidency, the, the, the big news of you know, what we've uh, – you know, been researching and putting together is that the, the elite are now talking about the global reset. They want to yes. roll out the global reset. There was a cover of Time magazine here recently. 
uh, uh, the founder of the World Economic Forum uh, wrote an article about it. It's, it was very out in the open, and and essentially it's the, the question among Bible prophecy scholars is is this essentially the new world order? Is this the rollout of of what's long been known as the new world order? This this world government is this a precursor to that? So um, it sounds like you know the, uh, the Biden presidency is 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 in favor of that, and uh, so we're at a very prophetic time in history where we're we're watching multiple prophecies, either in various stages of fulfillment. And so, so our book touches on that and, and goes into that. But, but also, you know, it's focused on, on helping us get prepared, you know, mostly spiritually. You know, the Bible talks about putting on the full armor of God. It talks about the, the spiritual battle that's going on. And, and now we're seeing this great spiritual battle that's going on behind the scenes playing out, you know, in, in the world in, in all different spheres. Definitely, I, I, and I totally agree with the whole global reset. I've been following the, that whole process for quite a few years, and, and the global reset is not a conspiracy. It's an actual, I mean, we've had these world leaders actually say global reset is going to happen no right. matter what. So right. uh, 605-202, do you have a question for David and Troy? Okay. Uh, some people. 407 579. Do you have a question for uh, David or Troy? I, I, I have a comment. Uh, that lady just called in and she shared how she had been several different religions. Uh, I, yes, I, go ahead. It's my, prayer, um, it's my prayer that she finds her way to God. But, but um, on this global reset, listen, the church can learn something from, because much of this is not from America. It came from philosophies or, and governments of other, other lands that don't like us and would like to take us over and do a reset, which means they, they just blend us away and they become a part of and we become who they are. Uh, uh, it's a good a good a good lesson for the church. If you look at the, the the organized church, they are a culture that has dropped just dropped the ball pretty much for the last two generations on the culture. Anything that's going on in the church, if the culture is getting into something, they don't fit in with church culture. They drop out, and and nobody goes looking for them, which is the Great Commission to go in the world, not go into church. And uh, this, this here, the, the lesson we can learn is that, you know, when you go to church, you learn something, and they say, okay, once you understand it, then you make a decision. We call it an altar call in some places. We make a decision to commit ourselves to this. The church needs to learn from the culture. What the culture did is in through the education and through media, they taught us something, and then one day we become the product of our teaching. And I think that there is what the church needs to do, but they can't do it without getting out of the church. And here's the thing about revival as we hear it. No revival in history, in human history, ever happened uh, without somebody leaving the church and going, taking the gospel out to the people. Oh, David? Amen. Troy, you, you have a response? Yes. Well, first of all, uh, I want to echo what Troy said about the Great uh, Reset uh, and I don't want people to take my words uh, incongruently. I believe a Biden presidency, as Troy has mentioned, would lead us into globalization back on the track that Obama started in previous presidents. So uh, the Great Reset is basically coming together as a new world order and having a one government, uh, one military, so there's no more war, according to their philosophy, one economy and control over everybody on the planet. And and so there's a great war going on right now between that and what uh, President Trump wants to do as far as uh, make America great again. And the globalists hate Trump because of that. So, yes, this is all playing part of a biblical prophecy and coming into the end times and the great struggle that's going on. And uh, what the caller is referring to is a revival. That's what America needs. That's what the world is looking for. Uh, and they don't know it, is that we need a spiritual reset. And with a spiritual reset, you know, we recommit our lives to Christ and to reading the Bible and to getting stronger. And so our whole book is based on 
you know, getting prepared and getting ready for the return of the Lord because the Lord is coming back. The world is getting darker. There is a time that the, uh, you know, the Antichrist will come to power and the whole globe will worship him and we will be in the minority until the Lord takes us home. So we must prepare spiritually and some and physically as well, but spiritually, you know, the full armor of God, putting on that breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, you know, the sword of the spirit, learning the weapons of our war, prayer, fasting, reading the word and, and getting the word out. These are the things that are really important for believers to, to talk about and do in these end times. All right, so I have a, I have a question, David and Troy, in regards to the Biden, uh, which I agree with you, the a Biden administration, which is not going to happen, uh, is basically going in the direction of globalization. Right. And we've had we've had the chairman of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, which on January 21st of next year, they're going to basically determine the path how where the world is going to go. Do you see forces stopping, the spiritual forces stopping the goals of these globalists? Yeah, let me answer that, and then I'll let Troy speak, too, because he's got some good stuff on this. First and foremost, the reason we need revival in America and around the world is because uh, with the the church being so much in sleep mode and slumber, it needs to be revitalized because the church is the force on the world, in the world that the Christ is the head of. And if we as the church become strong, we mobilize, we become spiritually aware, and we come out of our slumber, then we're going to be able to engage you know, these forces of darkness, forces of evil, and, you know, bring about, you know, better America, a better way of living uh, for the time being. But in the end, the Lord, nothing's going to stop the Lord from coming back. Nothing's going to really stop the end times until it's God's timing. So I'm going to stop there and let Troy continue uh, the march. Yeah, what I say is that, I mean, we, we are living in one of the most exciting times in history. God, God is, you know, from the foundations of the world, He put us all here at this at this time in history. He has a destiny for all our lives, and uh, there's just incredible, uh, amazing things happening. To, in our last book, uh, *Trumpocalypse*, we we called for a, uh, Paul McGuire and I called for a national day of repentance. This is what Billy Graham told me several years ago. America needed to do, and we featured an interview with Reverend Kevin Jessup, who's the co-founder of the Return the National and Global Day of Repentance. It actually, uh, you know, uh, he asked us to write the White House executive summary, and then the whole thing actually went forward. It was a gigantic miracle. It happened on September 26th on the National Mall. About 100,000 people showed up. Uh, millions watched it around the world and throughout America, and Kevin told us about a quarter million people gave their lives to Jesus. And uh, so just an incredible miracle. We had to have a a National Day of Repentance in America since Abraham Lincoln was president. And um, and so now, uh, you know, the Reverend Jessup, he, he views the military guide to Armageddon, and, and we also created battle-ready ministries to do conferences at churches as sort of a continuation of, of this this global revival and repentance movement that's happening. So I'm, I'm hearing reports from ministers and, and people all over the world that many people are turning to God now. So I think we're beginning to see this great revival that, uh, you know, the Bible talks about the, the, the Lord pour, pouring out his spirit in the last days. And I, I think we're beginning to witness that happen happening now. And, and so in the years ahead, you know, I, I literally think that, you know, hundreds of millions of people are going to turn to the Lord. So, you know, God wants to raise up sort of an end times army of, of, of warriors of God, people who mm-hmm. have spread the gospel, uh, do, do the works the Lord has called us to do. And so this is a very exciting time in, in history. And, uh, and th- this book is designed to, to inspire people, encourage people, and teach you how to, you know, become a warrior of God, you know, u- utilize your spiritual gifts, and, uh, and, do the, and do the work the Lord has called us uh, at this time. As a matter of fact, now you mentioned about the book. Can, can you let our audience, we have a lot of uh, individuals now uh, listening and waiting to speak to you. Where can we get the military guide to Armageddon, battle-tested strategies to prepare your life and soul for the end time? 
Uh, yeah, they, they can go to either of our websites, uh, davidjgiamona.com or troyanderson.us. Uh, okay. But it's also available via Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, christianbook.com, Books a Million, Target, Walmart, pretty much anywhere books are okay. sold. In fact, uh, we just found out yesterday that it's, it's now the number one hot new release in Christian eschatology and and Christian spiritual warfare books on Amazon. So we'll we'll, we'll encourage you to hear that news yesterday. Congratulations. We're going to try and get, and get get more people to buy and purchase your book and learn how to prepare for the end time. A four three two five one. Do you have another question for uh, Troy and David? Well, um, I'm, I'm going to go from the Bible to politics for a minute. Um, and we were talking about the Insurrection Act, the 14th Amendment. President Trump has the, has the power to to put in place the Insurrection Act, martial law. Um, and for all these treasonous traitors going back, um, let's just go back. Let's just go back. JFK. Let's go back to this President Reagan. If we can, if we can call out the real truth of what the Bushes, because Obama wouldn't be there without Bush Senior, without Bush Junior, without Clinton. Uh, I mean, that's just that's the way it is. And every one of these administrations. And we know darn well that Saddam Hussein did not overtake our military and fly airplanes into the trade centers, and they just fall down. Uh, I work for the FAA. I know what airplanes are made out of. That, those were drone missiles. The real truth needs to be told about everything, starting with our history the Bible, and politics. Um, the fact of the matter is, we have a bunch of Satanists, pedophiles, pedophiles that kill and eat and drink of the food of babies. Um, okay. Uh, you know, um, I know some Masons that are 33rd degree. I know Billy Graham was. Uh, my, my dad's probably uh, turning over in his grave right now, but uh, um, I heard he did some pretty bad things. There's the human grave. There's the Bilderberg group. There's all these. And let's not forget when the Nazis, Prescott Bush, and all them came in, uh, we could go back 200 years, but we should probably shouldn't because if I get on the Confederate War, that's going to be an hour. But, right, right. you know, so we, we need to be about everything. Mm-hmm. So, what's the uh, David or Troy? Do you have any uh, response for caller eight four three two five one in regards to what she had mentioned about the truth, getting the truth out there? Well, you know, the truth, as Jesus said, will set you free. And so, understanding which, in, and Pontius Pilate asked Jesus, "What is truth?" Jesus didn't say anything because Pontius Pilate wasn't ready to hear the truth and to uh, fulfill God's plan uh, through Jesus Christ. So, uh, yes, the truth always needs to be out there. And separating truth from fiction and fact is very, very difficult in these end times. That's why we really need to have the full armor of God. We need to be spiritually prepared and in tune. Because there is a lot of fake news out there. There is a lot of corruption and conspiracies out there and, you know, who knows what. But we have to be centered and grounded. What does God say about that in the Bible? And so um, that's where I just want to take my stand. What does the Bible say what we need to do here in these end times? We need to be prepared with the truth. The truth of the gospel, the good news is Jesus Christ died for us, and we, be, we can become children of God by asking him into our hearts, into our lives. And there we start in the great preparation process of the end times by asking Christ into our lives. Troy? 
Uh, you want to follow on on that? Good. Very good. Well, you know, well, I, I just guess I'd say, uh, um, you, you know, we're, we're watching this, this whole thing unfold with, uh, you know, General Flynn came out the other day and made uh, on an interview that probably gave people, any of your uh, audience probably watched. And then Lynn Wood made a, a very powerful speech yesterday at a rally in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so there's a lot happening with, um, you know, we're, we're watching the, the legal battle go forward. You know, if, uh, Rudy Giuliani and some of the other attorneys in different states, and and uh, like I, I think I saw a poll today. It's something like half, like 75 percent of Republicans, and even like half of Democrats now believe there was there was massive fraud in this election. So we're, we're at a very critical point in American history. We've never really experienced anything like this before, and um, so in the, in the next few weeks, I think it's very important for us to to pray and ask the Lord to intercede in this in this situation for for the truth to be revealed. And uh, and for you know for God's will to be done. Yes, uh, th- there are literally millions of Christians and groups around the country, around the world, praying for Donald Trump, for the truth, for America. And I believe that prayer, those prayers, are going to make the difference of what's going to happen in the next few weeks. Yes, I'll, I'll tell you one one thing that really shocked me uh, was I was watching. In Japan, there was hundreds and hundreds of Japanese with signs for Donald Trump. I mean, that just – and one of the things that they said is we need Donald Trump to win because if he doesn't, Biden is going to be working with the Chinese to control the South China Sea and control basically the whole Asian economy. And I just was taken back. People demonstrating in favor of the president. That, so you're right. You're right about in, in, in Nigeria. We've seen pictures in India and in different parts yeah. of the world. It's, it's, you, you're absolutely correct. But I wanted to touch on your training manual. Your okay. training manual says uh, it will teach you to be empowered to counter the darkness of approaching end-time forces. Can you summarize that yes okay so um when uh we go to war and we give soldier a soldier a person off the street we give them a rifle and we say okay you're going to go to war if we don't train that person that's a civilian if we don't discipline them if we don't indoctrinate them in the truth of the u.s army they're going to get themselves killed and probably us too because they don't know anything about warfare, they don't know anything about their weapon, they don't know anything about uh, you know the doctrine of the U.S. Army. So, and from day one through a mostly nine to eleven week basic training, they learn the weapons, the skills, the doctrine, the discipline, and the training in order to go to war. And so, many in the church today, or even outside the church, many of our listeners don't know um, many of the basics that they must understand in order to uh, repel the darkness, in order to get into spiritual warfare, in order to understand, you know, what this is all about. So, you know, we start at the very basic in, 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 in this, that the first thing you have to understand uh, as a soldier in the Lord's Army is get into the reading of the Word every day. Start with the Gospel of John. Go through the New Testament. Get into a great Bible-believing church that teaches the fundamental truths of the Bible. Start to pray and talk to the Lord every day. Start to witness about your faith. So these are the fundamentals that most people don't even understand. So, you know, when the, when the darkness comes to America and other parts of the world— Look, there are millions of Christians right now in the world that are being persecuted for their faith. They're being persecuted by Islam. They're being persecuted by their government mm-hmm. in China. They're being persecuted in, you know, in different parts of the world. These people had to learn what it is about spiritual warfare in the heart of, of great persecution. America, is the persecution is going to come here. It's already been here going to continue, and we have to 
get the church and people who are in the world, you know, off of a center and get them into the war that is going on in, in the spiritual realm. Okay. The second point, develop your spiritual gift so you can walk within the supernatural power and protection of the Holy Spirit. Please yes. Uh, I'm going to let Troy start out with that, and then I'll finish it up. Troy, do you okay. want all right, Troy. You, you, you know, when the, the, the colonel got a hold of me a, a few years ago to help him write this book, it was originally called The Making of a Warrior. And apparently that's a, a, a term used in the military about, you know, tr- training a, a civilian to become a, a soldier. And so over this period of time, I've sort of gone through this making of a warrior process, and it's been very transformative. Uh, a, a few years ago, my wife told me to start keeping a log of, of things that seem supernatural, miraculous in our lives. And um, at one point we had, well, we still have, but we have a small group that prays for us. And then we created like this 45-member film prayer team that prays for us. And and so over the last few years, this log has grown to like 120 pages. I think there's 150 entries in there. And I can go back and I just see all these miracles that have occurred in our life, all these answered prayers. It's a a gigantic faith builder. And so I think – it's going to be very important as, as we, from, from this point on, especially as we move into the end times, that, uh, you know, the, the Bible is a book of miracles. It's essentially God performing, you know, numerous miracles throughout the entire Bible. These, these, all these incredible, brave, biblical heroes who are just regular people, but God used them and, and uh, performed all these incredible miracles. So the Bible, you know, the, this book in the Bible tells us about, you know, walking in the supernatural power, protection, and provision of the Holy Spirit. And there's all kinds of stories in the Bible about God supernaturally providing for people mm-hmm. and, and intervening in their lives. And so uh, th- this book sort of, sort of, you know, tells you what the Bible has to say about this and how to, you know, walk in the power of the Holy Spirit with a big emphasis on the, the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and, and uh, you know, de- developing those gifts in your life. And um, and this is going to be very important, you know, as we move into these end time events to uh, sort of return to first century Christianity when, uh, you know, these guys were they believed in Jesus so much that they were uh, miracles all over the place and they were willing to give their lives uh, for what they believed in. So I would say to you, uh, to all the listeners, I went, I've been to war several times, a number of times. I've been in combat, and um, the, one of the reasons I wrote the book is this. Uh, I saw that you know soldiers' uh, faith were shattered when uh, God didn't you know protect them like they thought they would, and there was destruction, and their friends died, and they got severely wounded, and they came back broken with post-traumatic stress disorder and all these other things going on. And so, as I saw that happen to our soldiers, I said, "Never again." I don't want soldiers to go to war unprepared spiritually, and I don't want people. You know, in our country and other countries around the world, to be unprepared for the things they're about to face. So the Lord has instructed me and Troy and said, "Look, I want you to prepare the church, and I want you to warn the world because I am coming back, and there's going to be a lot of deception. There's going to be a lot of darkness, but we need to be prepared spiritually. Start with the ground. We start with the book, and all at every chapter of the book, at the end, there's spiritual exercises." You learn how to become a warrior for God through 15 chapters of learning and reading and uh, understanding the scriptures that uh, apply to your lives. Okay. Now, when when it comes to uh, dark the dark times, uh, wasn't the era of the depression in the 30s the dark times? Well, you know, that's a good question. Uh, it was a prelude. We talk about this in the book. During the time, the rise of Adolf Hitler, he's a type of antichrist. If you look at what Adolf Hitler did, he rose out of the ashes of the Great Depression uh, in the 30s, and he told Germany he would make them great and provide them jobs, and he would you know, get the army going, and they would have a great country again. After the losses in World War One, they found the, the savior in, in in Adolf Hitler, and the church followed Adolf Hitler and acquiesced to him. And so, you know, those were dark times, but they they got a savior in Adolf Hitler. Only it was the wrong savior. 
Adolf mm. Hitler was a type of the Antichrist. In our future, there's dark times coming called the Great Tribulation, where the Antichrist, the real one, the Satan, is going to incarnate or go into a, a man and rule the world through globalization. And, you know, no one can buy or sell unless they follow the Antichrist. So, yeah, darker times are coming. The Great Depression was a dark time, but worse times are, are going to hit us. Uh, down the road. Story, you want to add on to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. on our Battle Ready Ministries board, one of the colonel's friends is uh, a, a, also a colonel whose parents were in Poland in the 1930s, and they witnessed the, the rise of Adolf Hitler and, and World War II. And he told us the other day that uh, his parents are witnessing the same thing happening in America today that happened in, in Poland in the 1930s. And so, and, and I've heard many people make this comparison that uh, we're sort of in that, that period of time, you know, the 1930s comparison, where we're, we're witnessing the return of this, you know, it's, I mean, the, you know, the Nazis were socialists, and, and now we're, we've seen the Democratic Party move towards uh, socialism, and, right. and socialism and communism have been disasters, uh, you know, pretty much every place I've ever been tried, there's a, like, I think by some estimates, it's somewhere like 120 million, maybe it was, maybe it was 240 million people starved to death, executed, killed, you know, uh, just a great tragedy throughout human history. But the, the younger generation has not been taught this. And right. so, you know, poll, polls show many young people, you know, are, have a favorable view of socialism. But, but the reality is it's been a, a great travesty, you know, in the, over the last century and a half. Definitely. I mean, just alone, just alone in China, 80 million were killed by, by uh, German Mao. So uh, now, now, oh, yeah. wait, can I well, chime in, the, Cisco? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Cisco. Yeah, I wanted to chime in saying, uh, I hope the end times aren't around the corner while this fella in the Vatican is the Pope. I call him Pope Karl Marx II, and... Uh, <laughs> What's most concerning isn't just his behavior. It's the fact that the Council of Cardinals knowingly elected him. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we, I thought we were in a severe dark time when we had this fella in the Vatican. We had Obama. Uh, I call him a jackass uh, because uh, he has to be <laughs> constantly mocked. Mocked at every turn for the person that he is. So uh, I, we've come out of some dark times with Trump, but you see the dark times are uh, making their play again with this election fraud and and the horror that they want to bring in, as your Polish ancestors uh, noted. That's all. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Uh, let's go on to the. The last two move into a new level of spiritual warfare based on biblical and military principles. Please go ahead. Well, uh, the very first thing I would say about that is the military uses a lot of uh, strategies and principles that people are not familiar with. So we take these terms and we help our believers or Christians. Uh, cope with those terms and understand what those terms mean. I'll give you a few of them. Uh, one of the first chapters is called Battle Ready. Well, the, the, the greatest priority in the Army is to be ready for war. If you're not ready for war, then you're not going to win any combat fights. You're, not going, you're going to lose in battle. So the Army is constantly prepping logistically, materially, personally, uh, you know, and training and understanding the doctrine of, of combat. And once they're ready, they go to war, and they, they normally win wars because they're ready to do that. Well, battle ready for a Christian means being ready to fight the enemies, uh, the spiritual enemies that we have, and learning how to do that and being ready right now, not tomorrow, not the next day. But, you know, in Korea, there's a motto that says, motto in the Army that says, fight tonight. Because if North Korea were to launch artillery strike on South Korea, it's just a matter of seconds, and they will be in full-scale war. Well, it's the same thing with us. We are in full-scale war right now, and a lot of people don't even understand what that war is. It's not just politics. 
There's multiple levels of spiritual warfare going on. And as believers, we have to be spiritually in tune and ready and and be battle ready. Battle ready means, you know, you are constantly in tune with God, that you're reading your word, that you're praying, that you're doing all the things that God is uh, speaking to you in your life. And so that's just one term of many, many terms. We go through the entire book that people can look at and understand what it means for them right now in their own lives. Troy, you want to add on to that? Yeah, what, what I'd say is that uh, it, it's time for the church to be bold and courageous. It, it's time for us to, you know, move beyond sort of the, the you know, the, the model of the church, sort of this country club kind of church has been predominant for, for a long time now. I'm moving to sort of a new paradigm of being bold and courageous and using our, uh, uh, you know, the, the spiritual weapons of our warfare and, and stepping into sort of this supernatural battle that God has for us. He's, he's raising, I mean, I'm hearing people all over the, all over the world talking about, uh, they're hearing from God about raising up this, this army, uh, this, this great, uh, you know, end times army and, and, uh, and being more bold and courageous and, and standing up. I mean, the, the church is largely uh, for, for decades now, like, like you pointed out, sort of, sort of let, let the culture sort of, you know, take, take control. And, and during this time that the devil just had a, had a heyday, he gained control of the, the media educational system, uh, business world, uh, you know, pretty much every, you know, Hollywood, pretty much every sphere. And, and now, you know, we find ourselves in a place where, you know, we're, we're being marginalized. And um, so it's, it's incumbent on us to, to, to stand up and to be, uh, you know, courageous and, and bold. Just like, you know, many of the, many, if you read the Bible, stories in the Bible about like King David or, or Samson or, uh, you know, Elijah or, Isaiah. I mean, these were very brave, courageous uh, figures. Jesus, Paul, you know, uh, the, the apostles, you know, Apostle John. They're all the incredible courage and bravery, and 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 great fruit that came from their ministries. You know, you know, from that, you know, we now have, you know, hundreds of millions of Christians around the world. Uh, so, Definitely. so I think that's the, I think that's where the Lord is leading us now. Fantastic. Once again. Uh, we have only a couple more minutes. Uh, the book and, and the website, if you have any. David, Troy? Yeah, the book is called The Military Guide to Armageddon. It's now the number one hot, hot new release in uh, Christian uh, eschatology and spiritual warfare books. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, ChristianBook.com. Uh, okay. Hudson Booksellers, Target, Walmart, pretty much anywhere. Definitely. And uh, do you have a website? Yeah, we uh, have yeah, my web- Go ahead, Troy. Yeah, my, my website's uh, TroyAnderson.us. Okay, great. And mine well, is DavidJGiamona.com. You go to my website and uh, take a look at uh, of the book there as well. Definitely. Uh, but. So let's go on to grab two more minutes really quick. Uh, study the Bible more intently as a real-time world event and biblical po- prophecies intersect. What does that actually mean? Well, the, the fact of the matter is uh, I, I wanted to say this. The Bible is full of military strategies and full of prophecies and full of people that Troy had mentioned that have battled through the ages. So, um, you know, people don't understand that when, when, Jesus, when Jesus comes back, he comes back as a warrior. He comes back with the armies of heaven. And so, you know, the book that we talk about is really the real Jesus, not this mamby-pamby uh, Jesus that people think that, you know, throws flowers and love to everybody. But it's a, Jesus is coming back to destroy the powers of darkness, the Antichrist, and bring back his government for the entire world in uh, and, and very soon. All right, great. We have 60 seconds. Uh, was that Troy? Go ahead, Troy. Oh, uh, this, this in line with what, what the colonel is saying there. I, you know, if you go to the, uh, the book of Revelation, uh, it's just an absolutely amazing book I've been fascinated with my entire life. And I'll try to find this, uh, this passage here describing Jesus' return. 
and uh, yeah, so it's good. I, I would encourage people to read the book Revelation. And, okay, great. Uh, it's just an incredible book, and and uh, those will be very fascinating. Right? Well, David and Troy, it's been a pleasure. I, I uh, yes. but based on the uh, response that I've been getting, fantastic. Thank you again, and we'll definitely be promoting your book. And 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 God bless America, and, and thank you for coming. Hey, God bless you. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Next week, next week we'll have another. Exciting guest on the Cisco and Falco Hour broadcast in politics. Thank you. Good night. Good night.